0: Jets fans, uh, Rick Bonus has been away from the coaching role for a while now after dealing with COVID, but he's finally coming back this week against the Montreal Canadiens this Thursday. And based on what he said, you know, he's not really happy with how the Jets have been playing despite a 5-3-1 record. Let's talk about what he means and what adjustments he might make as the Jets roll into another busy part of the schedule on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, just really love and appreciate your support. Now, uh, before we kick off tonight's episode, I just want to say, uh, let's, you know, apologize a little bit for the later upload time. Obviously, I am still fighting off a sickness. I am hoping to be over at sometime in the next week or so. It's been a rough past few weeks of recording, though, but uh, almost there and looking forward to hopefully a healthier run and, you know, same for the Jets, right, a little bit of a a better progression for this team, better play, healthier play, uh, and just a healthier roster. Um, obviously, today Rick Bonus was at practice and was giving the media some comments, and he doesn't really sound super thrilled with how the Jets have played recently. Um, which you know, I think pretty much anyone who has watched this team, especially the games against LA and uh, Vegas, you kind of know that that five out of six points on the road wasn't really. I don't want to say it was uh, it was undeserved, but you could tell that the Jets got a bit lucky, right? Um, I think using the word undeserved would be a bit unfair towards the efforts of guys like Hellebuck and Gustafson and, and whatnot. So I won't go that far, but I think obviously you could say the Jets were probably fortunate to, uh, to be in the standings positions that they are right now. So kind of circling back to what has been an issue, um, obviously we've talked about puck management being a problem and that, you know, the the, the, pa- the passing has been poor, the zone exit attempts haven't really been very clean, and Kyle Connor actually said the same thing. Uh, he did specify, I think he said something like east or west puck movement hasn't really been all that good, which, that's one element of it, yes. I'd also say the stretch passing further up the ice in the north-south direction hasn't been good. Uh, part of the issue is, is that the Jets don't really have a lot of Like zone transition and breakout experts, Winnipeg tends to have a couple of puck carriers that they really rely upon. And when you sort of like telegraph who you're passing to, who you want to lead your breakouts, it makes it easier to defend and contain. So I think in that respect, Connor is partially correct. It's just that there's more going on to this. And I think it it just really highlights that Winnipeg uh, really needs some puck carrying ability, especially on the defense. The forwards, I think, for the most part, they can probably get the job done to a point. I, I think the further down the lineup you go, the less that ends up being true. But for the time being, you know, the defense, for me at least, is where a lot of the issues really lie. Now, kind of looking at what um, we've gotten from from Bonus, he said, you know, it's too early in the year for our goaltender to be having to save games like this, which I think is true, but also that's a very normal thing with this team. It's not really surprising. So I was curious to know, well, given all that, what are his lines looking like for um, practice? And he's come up with Connor Shifley-Appleton, dubois wheeler Baron, Barron-Lowry-Gagné, and manilainen Gustafson, and Janssen-Fialbi. For me, the problem with what he's saying and with what the lines are looking like is that I think the Jets are still going to have the same problems no matter what. Um, I think in order to make this team as workable as humanly possible, You need to really reshuffle the units and try and give this, this top nine a little more balance. I know it's not going to happen. Uh, and I know it's, it's asking a lot, but I think, you know, Perfetti, Shifley, Gagne without Ehlers, um, Connor Dubois, and maybe like, um, I, I guess, uh, you could probably go Wheeler here. I mean, I don't really like Wheeler and Connor together on the same line. Um, it's more like an emergency situation. I guess you could do that. Uh, Barry or Baron Lowry and whoever, it doesn't really matter on that third line. Um, maybe Appleton there in, in lieu of Gagne who's been moved up to the first and Menelin and Gustafson and J- Jansen Fialbi. Now I think Gustafson and Lowry are the ones who need to have their roles flipped, but, uh, Obviously, that's never going to happen with this team. The Jets really seem content to have Lowry in that third-line center role, but I think if you move Gustafson and promoted him further up the team, I think you'd get really good results. It's kind of one thing why I'm not really thrilled with how the coaching staff has approached things is I, I think that they have players in like the wrong spots. I know Appleton, they're trying to make into like this versatile top-six two-way winger who can support offensively and defensively, but he's not really doing all of that. Uh, and offensively, you can tell he's struggling to keep up. He's gotten a few points alongside Shifley, but it hasn't really been uh, efficient points, right? You're not really seeing a lot of high-end skill from him. So um, I think you should put him more in a depth role again and elevate Gagne, who's actually been one of our best skaters and somebody who I think really does deserve a longer look in the top six. He brings some defensive value. He's offensively very intelligent. Uh, I've actually really liked his performance. I think he's done a great job. Um And, you know, for all of the criticism that I have for this front office of not being proactive and not going out and getting uh, good free agents or making good trades, I got to say Gagne has been a big winner. Um, I I really like him. I think he's fit this team perfectly and I would like to see more of him. It's just he's going to have to get off that third line, Uh, which, you know, I I, I don't expect to really happen, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Now, obviously, I said Gagne on the fourth line because the first line is still missing Ehlers. And based on Bonus's comments, it sounds like Nick is going to be out for some time longer. They said he's not healing as fast as they want to. Um, curses that he's not Wolverine and doesn't have the regenerative factor. But, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, Ehlers just gets as healthy as possible. No use in, in rushing him back. But he hasn't even been skating recently, so... That's that's not uh, a particularly good sign. There are a few other um, injuries and things to go through and some kind of conversations about how this team should approach the depth because right now, obviously, Winnipeg is very thin on skaters, and they're, they're trying to make the best of a really bad situation. So we'll talk about that and, and how the Jets can try and, I guess, maximize what they're dealing with. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Simply Safe. Uh, if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Jets listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm telling you about it, it's because it's a really great. Program. They've got a great system, including an app that lets you actually, you know, watch security cam footage, whether it's external cameras or uh, indoor mounted cameras. They've also got a really great professional staff who are monitoring your house twenty four seven to make sure that no matter what happens, you'll always be safe, whether you're at home or away. They've also got a variety of high tech sensors that are sophisticated enough to tell whether something's a real emergency like a break in or if it's just something tripping the motion detector outside and it's nothing to worry about in an emergency their monitoring agents can uh, use their fast protect technology which is exclusive from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you'll always get priority police response they can also summon all sorts of other first responders whether they need to call the police uh, firefighters etc again whether you're at home or away they're constantly taking care of things, and their monitoring services cost less than one dollar a day. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big, only the, only the security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, obviously, we're going through Winnipeg's um, roster situation, injuries and all that. Uh, we talked about Ealers maybe not really being um, on track to heal up as, as well as we were hoping and how the Jets are going to need to respond to that. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about a few other injuries or, or, or some other roster situations, things that I think really need to be changed around. Um, But before we go into that, uh, I just wanted to have you give another um, podcast of ours a listen. Be sure to make your second listen game to game from Locked On NHO. It features every moment, every top performance and every result with uh, our Locked On game to game coverage that only we can offer. It's got our local analysis and it gives you really fast hits on what's happening around the league, including all of the most important trades, games, recaps, everything just in very short, digestible formats to help give you a great bird's eye view of what's happening around the league and make sure you're always up to date on the latest and greatest in NHL news. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform right now, as well as YouTube. Uh, They're available the same place we are. Again, that is Game to Game from Locked on NHL. Now, circling back to the Jets, obviously Winnipeg has... um, Had some roster issues recently that I think have been coming or have be uh, have been uh, becoming a bigger issue for the team. You know the defense has been less than stellar. Uh, We're looking at pairings right now that I think are really suboptimal to put it lightly. On defense right now, we've got Morrissey and Pionk, Dylan Schmidt and Sandberg and Demello. Now you're noticing Stanley's not in yet. Stanley apparently has a slight fracture of his foot. Which is keeping him out for like two ish weeks. Um, Prior to injury, he had a couple of solid games alongside DeMello. Sandberg also had a couple of really solid games alongside DeMello. I think the thing that people often don't understand is when you say DeMello is the reason that these guys are succeeding, it's because the way that they play actively changes when he's there. I think Dylan's a really good safety valve and he's a very skilled player, he makes smart decisions. And now that he's kind of over whatever his uh, early season rust was, he looks really assured, really confident. And like Stanley and Sandberg just seem to really trust him and really defer to him. Now, as good as that makes the third pairing, I think it really needs to be flipped again because I think Morrissey and Pionk together is just not playable. That's not a pairing that's working at all. Uh, You know, Morrissey is a really amazing, like, complimentary defender but he's not your lead number one. And I think when he plays with DeMelo, it allows him to expand his game. He looks a lot more comfortable and you have to worry less about that stuff. But um, as it is right now, Morrissey and Pionk is just way too chaotic. It's not a pairing that has any real chemistry. Uh, Pionk is really struggling with a lot of the responsibilities and duties in that top pairing role. Morrissey can't really cover for him. It's just not working out, right? So, I think morrissey Demello needs to be your default first pairing. I think that works a lot better. Um, Dylan and Schmidt, I mean, yeah, it's a pairing, right? I mean, it works. Um, Sometimes Dylan has really bad games, uh, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. You just sort of have to accept it. And I guess whatever the third pairing is could be an issue. I mean, uh, Sandberg or Stanley alongside Pionk, would not be my ideal arrangement. But I, I guess the Jets don't really have a lot of choices unless they're willing to call up one of their other young defenders. But until that becomes an issue, it, it you know this is what we've got to work with. So they've also got Kyle Capobianco, and I know people are like, well, he had a really good showing in preseason, and it's like, yeah, in certain areas. But I think Capobianco's biggest issue is that he's kind of limited to like AHL competition. If you start to ask him to do a lot of the stuff that he wants to do at the NHL level, you start to notice it's not really as successful. So yeah, obviously not the most ideal situation for the jets. Winnipeg's roster really needs some reinforcements from somewhere. Um, I I think it's going to be hard for bonus to really get this team to play high end hockey consistently. You know, they dominated the blues, the one game, but I think it's also important to remember that the blues have one of the worst defensive units in the whole league, especially with how many injuries and departures they have right now. So it's good to dominate and control games against teams like that, but, you know, it's not something that I would rely upon for um, a really big barometer of Winnipeg's level of success. I think what we saw against LA and Vegas is kind of a truer reflection of what is, is successful about the team, which is Hellebuck and some of the goal scoring. But, you know, the Jets in a lot of this. So that's something Winnipeg really needs to work on. It's going to take probably a couple of seasons before we see that transition. But uh, there is one other topic that I think was really worth talking about. Uh, it popped up, I think, on e- Friedman's podcast, maybe. Um, Elliott, uh was talking about Kevin Shemelday off in the Jets' surplus on D, and the fact that teams are calling Winnipeg asking about the availability of some of our defenders. So uh, I wanted to talk about that because I think <laughs> the Jets apparently have had some very um, odd thoughts about this, especially on Chevy's end, and why I think the way that they're approaching this is actually a huge mistake. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, We might have just cut out there briefly. Apologies for that. Uh, Sometimes our recording software is not the most reliable. Uh, But obviously, like I said right before the break, if you heard that, uh, I wanted to focus on talking about Winnipeg's approach right now to dealing with the trade requests for uh, other teams who are looking at Winnipeg's defenders and asking the Jets who's available Apparently, Winnipeg is not really interested in making all that many deals. uh Cheveldayoff has suggested that the Jets defense is gonna be as it is, and that they're not really looking to trade anyone. I think my problem with this is that you know Cheveldayoff has been singing the praises of guys like Sandberg and Heindela and these young kids for a while now, but what realistically is the path for these kids to come up? Winnipeg has put in so many roadblocks with this team. excuse me, Uh, obviously still coughing here and there, a little bit sick. Uh, But like I was saying, you know, obviously Winnipeg has put in quite a few roadblocks towards uh, a lot of prospects and young defenders getting a longer look with this team. And I think that that for me is very frustrating. I think the Jets have a surplus of D that aren't really uh, getting the job quite done. And, you know, you look at this blue line unit, if this team can make some upgrades elsewhere, at like forward or something, I don't see why the Jets wouldn't do that. I think Winnipeg really needs to um, work on the transition ability. I think Winnipeg needs to work on the offensive creation a little bit more. I think Winnipeg needs more creativity and a bit more skill going forward. But as it is, this team does not seem to be super interested in uh, selling defenders, which, again, I, I don't really understand. I think... Winnipeg could do a better job here, and Shovel Day Off really needs to not be uh, so passive with this market. I think Winnipeg has players that are are maybe overvalued elsewhere, but for the Jets could bring in some really good upgrades. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, give this team some more offensive support, because right now... uh, Right now, Winnipeg is obviously struggling to create a little bit, uh, and we've seen in, in some games where they've had to rely on uh, opposing goaltenders really struggling, or uh, maybe some fortunate bounces and stuff to try and put put games away. I think that's not really sustainable, and I think the Jets overall just need a really big makeover in terms of transition ability, uh, in terms of high end skill. All of that stuff remains an issue, and you know, if you have a surplus of defenders who aren't really doing it for you but you could bring in some maybe good like assets or futures or something to help this team longer term. <clears throat> I don't see why the Jets wouldn't really pursue that, but you know it is what it is. Winnipeg has kind of made their bed in a lot of ways and I think the Jets have made it clear that they're not really looking to get involved in the trade market, which is a shame, but I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Do you think the Jets should be really aggressive in shopping our defenders? Who do you think should get traded? Be sure to let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out our Locked On Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available in all of your favorite podcasting platforms, same as where we're available. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.